0: The SaaS Universe podcast is brought to you by Efficient Capital Labs. Realize your future revenue today. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the SaaS Universe podcast. Today, Joseph Abraham, founder and CEO of Startup Atom, has a virtual sit down with Harsh Pokarna, CEO and founder of OK Credit. Now, Harsh is a believer of the OK philosophy that at the end of the day, it's all okay. Let's dive in as Joseph explores Harsh's philosophy and journey in founding OK credit. Enjoy.
1: Hi Harsh, welcome to this show and we are so happy to host you on SaaS Founders Podcast. So uh,
2: how is it going Harsh with you? Uh, it's going great. Uh, I'm in Jaipur right now and it's hot here. I wish I was wow. in Bangalore. <laughs>
1: yep i i i'm sure you you must be missing bangalore and and the the climate there right yes. so yes yep yep great so we have this um customary you know ritual that we we have um uh, and we try to like keep it keep to it so um uh, what's your favorite quote, uh something that inspires you wakes you up in the morning and gives you the kind of boost okay Okay, maybe,
2: uh, okay, so like my answer here is that very frankly, I do not have a favorite sport. No. But what, what, what me gets out of the bed, you know, every day is, of course, you know, like, uh, like my team, uh, you know, like mm-hmm. because we are solving so many, you know, like challenging things together and, you know, the excitement of meeting them every day, ideating, seeing how things right. are progressing is like what gives me the kick and especially. Uh, you know, like when we deliver that to our users and then, you know, like we see that user feedback real time, you know, in terms of how they're using the product, you know, when they're coming to us and saying thank you, giving us greetings. So these True. are the things that, you know, like, which really give me the energy and the motivation to wake up every day and get to it. Uh, yeah.
1: Yep. Nothing better than that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if your product inspires you, like, I mean, nothing matches that. So, <laughs> uh great let's talk a little bit about ok credit so what's this product all about
2: who is it for and what does it really solve cool so you know like uh, there are around you know 60 million or you know up to 100 million micro businesses in india right like the unorganized yep. businesses and mm-hmm. the way and, and these businesses you know like typically give credit to their consumers right like they use credit as a sales tool for their customers, right. because the customers has multiple options to buy from. But if I'm giving credit, you know, it's a sales tool, they'll possibly come to me retain much more. And now the way oh. they maintain records of this credit that they're giving of their receivables, in a way, is like in a copy, mm-hmm. right? which is typically mm-hmm. called a bahi khata. Right. right. So what we do is like we uh, essentially you know, like we tell them to not use that copy, but to use the OK Credit app to keep a track of mm-hmm. all their receivables. The the benefit awesome. of that is, you know, like, of course, you know, like, they do not have to do calculations, calculations are automatic, all the data is stored on cloud, so they don't have to worry about, you know, loss of data, loss of books, someone, you know, big changing. Um, they, the main important thing is, you know, like, it builds. Trust with the customer because the customer, you know, whenever they make an entry on the OK Credit app, the customer on the other side gets a notification on SMS, on WhatsApp. Right? So it builds that right. transparency, it builds that trust. And, mm-hmm. and, and broadly, you know, the main value proposition for the shopkeeper here is that their collections get faster. right? Earlier, mm-hmm. they would not know. That you know how much money they have given the market or you know how much money they have given to a particular customer when they wouldn't remember you know like when did this customer tell me that i should collect back so maintaining those due dates maintaining everything like it becomes very difficult and with OK credit because it's an application and it's intelligent it takes care of all of that stuff sends regular reminders to your customers sends transaction updates give you reminders on you know when you should ask a particular customer give you option to collect online by just sending payment links on whatsapp to your customers so they don't have to come to the shop to pay so these are the advantages that a merchant gets which essentially leads into you know like more trust with the customer and faster collections for them awesome so um if i to ask you like
1: um How many customers do you have right now? And what are you looking at,
2: uh, you know, in the future? Yeah. So, you know, like uh, today, like, uh, so again, you know, like uh, we do not follow the industry definition of active users, right? Like, uh, because the industry, like what they say is like, anyone is active who comes to your app and, you know, opens the app, does an app session. Very frankly, doesn't (laughs) make a lot of sense for us because, you know, it it adds a lot of noise than signal, right? So for us... You know, like we have strict criteria on whom we consider active, right? Like who are really Mm -hmm. active on our platform. And if I were to tell, like we have around 2-3 million active shopkeepers, you know, throughout Mm -hmm. the country Mm -hmm. uh, who are using us, you know, in a very engaged manner uh, as of today. Awesome. And these 2-3 million shopkeepers again are, you know, recording uh, receivables of around 20 million unique customers. Uh, throughout the country wow
1: wow great so how did you get started harsh i mean um i know you discovered a pain point somewhere and you you figured that there had to be a good solution for it yeah. right and so how did you discover there's a business opportunity out here yeah.
2: So again, you know like uh there are multiple things you which led us into this so you know just a mm-hmm. quick history, you know, like we, Aditya, Gaurav and I, we have batchmates from college. Uh, we went to IIT, wow. Stanford together, you know, like studied together the four years and shifted to Bangalore. Like when we shifted to Bangalore in mm-hmm. this was 2014, right? Like Flipkart was growing like crazy. Gaurav and I actually got placed in Flipkart and, you know, like right. the energy, the culture that I saw there was fascinating and you know like it it just blew my mind that you could build something sitting in your home and possibly millions of people could use it I was, yep so you know like we quit our jobs we started you know like working we started learning programming we started learning product development we started learning everything right like what it entails to do a startup and we built multiple products right like throughout our journey but um Again, you know, like uh, things didn't work out for us. You know, we got short of money. We, uh, you know, like had to resort to other ways of, you know, doing some software projects for companies to make money for ourselves. And uh, right. th- that is when, you know, like we uh, actually came across this course by Y Combinator, right? Like, which was how to mm-hmm. start a startup. And right. There, you know, like this actually changed our mindset because earlier, whenever we would think of a startup idea or a product, we would always go market first, right? Okay, this is Mm -hmm. a hot market, you know, this is a big market, there is, you know, these inefficiencies in the market, we should possibly solve them. But we would Mm -hmm. never take a one user approach. What that course told us was to take a one user approach, you know, either solve your problems or solve one person's problem and then think about how you can get more people like them or yourself. So with Hmm. that in mind, that completely changed our perspective. And with that in mind, we actually started interviewing ourselves, our friends, our families, whoever we could find to understand are there any problems that you know, anyone is facing, which is interesting for us to solve. And you wow. know, while we were doing that you know like uh, so one day Aditya so basically we had this grocery store which was right opposite our apartment right like in Aditya mm-hmm. you know one day came back and said you know like every time I go there uh, to pay my dues you know I have to wait 15 minutes because that guy mm-hmm. would pull out a box of bills you know like he would first of all those bills find my bills you know do a total mm-hmm. check it with a register And at the end, you know, tell me an amount, which I wouldn't even believe. Right. So, So, uh, you know, like we thought, yes, this is a genuine problem. And, you know, like we went to the shopkeeper, we talked to him about, you know, like, Hey, this is a problem we are facing. And he said, it's a bigger problem for me because I'm doing it for a hundred customers. Right. Like I'm arguing with the customers. I have to maintain everyone's bills. I have to do the calculations and everything. We thought, yes, like it's, it's a bigger problem for you. And maybe we can solve it for you. And that is how, you know, like we started uh, building the mm-hmm. credit. Very frankly, you know, like at that idea, I had no, uh, at that time, I had no idea it would scale this fast that, you know, there was a high market pull for that. But for us, you know, at that time, what mattered was just solving a problem for this one particular person we knew, and then think about how we're gonna, you know, t- take it forward
1: totally get it. I mean, amazing. I mean, one, one user approach and it just blew, right? <laughs> Great. So uh, tell us a little bit about your team. I see that you have a good, strong team of, you know, more than 150 people, right? So yeah. uh, how, how, I mean, what is the journey like? And, and before that, uh, one quick question is like, in the early stage, right, what is the biggest challenge? And uh, from, a, from hiring a team to, yeah. you, know, you know, coming all the way uh, to a place where you really have a strong team right now. Yeah. yeah.
2: So uh, you know, like uh, again, you know, t- just to correct, like our team is around a hundred people, not a hundred uh, and fifty. And just mm-hmm. like we really believe in you know having lean teams. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like uh, so, like w- one, uh, you know, like very uh, different thing about our team is like our team is completely you know like right now totally sixty percent engineering. You know, the rest product managers, designers, analytics, um, no feet on street, right? Like, which is very uh, different if you consider any other company, you know, who's building software for businesses. Uh, because, Got it. and, it's, and, and that is like one of our key disruption, right? Like, which we brought into this industry. Because like, if you were mm-hmm. to study any software company, you know, like who's building software for businesses, uh, prior to OK Credit, like you would see everyone following the sales led model, where they would develop some mm-hmm. software and go out in the market and sell that software to merchants. Right. We followed a mm-hmm. very different approach of product led distribution, right? Mm-hmm. Where, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like all of our distribution, you know, like to these merchants has been digital. A major mm-hmm. source has been word of mouth, right? Because the product, mm-hmm. the product is so simple and you know, it's so useful that merchants talk to each other and that is how it grows. The other big channel Mm -hmm. for us is our virality, right? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, like these SMSs or WhatsApp going out. For example, say I'm a supplier and I record a credit on you who's a retailer. Now you get an Mm -hmm. SMS, you get a WhatsApp. Mm -hmm. Now you are curious what is this okay credit? You, you know, check that out and you realize, hey, it's actually useful for me, right? And, right. and and then you right. start using it. So there's this in product virality that we built, there's this strong word of mouth, and then there's you know like digital marketing which we use to fuel this virality and word of mouth. So so the the idea has been that you know all of our acquisitions have been digital no feet on street, which has helped us bring down the cost of acquisition, right? You which got it. in turn has helped us focus on these smaller merchants, because you know, like any company earlier would not focus on these unorganized businesses, because it wouldn't, uh, you know, like, justify the ROI for them, because they're hiring a team Mm -hmm. who's going out giving out salaries. So it would never make sense. So in a way, we democratized technology for these small businesses, by disrupting Mm -hmm. the sales led model to a product led model. And now Mm -hmm. because you know, it's possible economically to reach out to these merchants to onboard them digitally to service them digitally to retain them digitally to uh, you know everything so that uh, has actually uh, you know like brought them online and as now they are online a lot of their data engagement is coming online which will help us in further democratizing other uh, services for them got it
1: awesome so I think um it's it's really nice the way you actually shared about, I mean, how you, you build a team, but it's based on the model of your growth. And that's why you have a lean team. I mean, yeah. it's it's amazing. So, uh, I mean, this is a question that a lot of early stage founders really struggle with, which is how do I get my first 10 customers are probably because you're a volume business. Mm-hmm. How do you get your first 100 customers, right? So how did you go about getting your first 100 customers?
2: Yeah. So uh, again, you know, like uh, two... You know like while we are a completely digital uh you know like acquisition company today but uh, Mm -hmm. very frankly we didn't start it that way right and our first right first 100 customers all came through you know sales efforts that we did ourselves as founders and like again this referring back to you know the y combinator advice on how to start a startup they told they, they mentioned about doing things that do not scale Mm -hmm. right to Mm -hmm. then you know achieve a framework with scale so you you might not be able to you know build a scalable solution day zero day one right but if you do things that do not scale that will help you build you know that system which will scale so you know in the initial days again you know as i told you about the story of food choice right like who was the grocery store right opposite our apartment so we built mm-hmm. the software for him. It it took us, you know, like two complete months to actually get him onboarded and, you know, trust our system. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like in the initial days, we realized that, you know, the UX that we have built, while it looked cool mm-hmm. to us and trendy to us, but it was not mm-hmm. actually very useful for that merchant because he was not aware of how to use that UX, right? We were.
0: His Got employees
2: it. especially were not. Right, his employees mm-hmm. were, uh, you know, like uh, one of his employees did not even understand English, right? Like he understood only Canada.
0: He he could hmm. not, uh,
2: like one of his employees could not understand uh, alpha new, uh, like alphabets, right? He only understood numbers. Hmm. So for for us, you know, it was a big challenge to, you know, like first of all, build a user experience which he and his employees, more importantly, right, are comfortable with. The second problem for us to solve was trust, right? Because you know, like in the initial days, in the initial first one and a half months, he would actually maintain all the receivables on OK Credit and also on the copy. And every night Got he it. would check whether OK Credit is doing the right calculations. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Every other day he would check whether my data is not disappeared, right, or the app has not disappeared <laughs> right. my phone because that that is a big see like these receivables, you know, are a big thing, right? Like this is money, True. which they oh. are owed. And it's a if, if they lose these details, like it's a big loss for them, because they don't know how to how much to collect from whom, Right? So absolutely, yes. So, so that is why you know, like solving for that trust was very important, right? Like he uh, initially took him two months to trust us that you know, okay, the calculations are correct, the data won't just disappear, the app won't just disappear. Right? So, so that took, but so that is how we got our first user, but again, you know, like with every new user, that trust problem became less and less difficult because there's social proof. Now this guy then referred, God. you know, like the brother, uh, his brother who was running a grocery shop in some other uh, locality to uh, mm. use this application. Then we went to him, the, his onboarding was relatively easier than uh, food choice, right? Because yep because he was already referred by his brother he trusted her already and you know he knew you know the benefits of it uh the ux was already in place so it it was hmm. so then we went to him and and so initial 10 uh, merchants for us came through referrals right mm-hmm. uh where like uh and and uh and, and that is how we built that trust that social proof right, that people started trusting us and, you know, using the application.
1: Hey, awesome. I mean, what I love about the whole response from your end was that that you remember the first, uh, you know, customer, right, food choice. I mean, it's amazing, Harsh, I mean, because a lot of times when you go through the whole journey, um, you, you really forget the, the beginnings, right? But I'm, I'm so happy that you the genesis of you know where you started and 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 all of that is still fresh right so it's it's, yeah. it's amazing to, to 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 learn and and great i mean ui ux is so important the user experience is so important for for people to understand and flow um so amazing pointers out there so uh, a quick thing there which i wanted to ask is that when did you realize in your whole journey that what you're solving was really powerful there was a moment of epiphany and you said yeah. hey this is really amazing yeah right so can you take us to a, a yes, moment yes like I, that? I of yep. course
2: you know like i i very clearly remember that moment and <laughs> right. um, again as a like again a, a bit of a background so you know like while we were doing these referrals and you know like people were referring us to their relatives or friends uh, you know like mm-hmm. we on the side uh, you know like say after 50 odd merchants we on the side also thought about, you know, like, why not we go into the market ourselves, you know, do cold reach outs to people and see if they're interested in it. And then we started Mm -hmm. going out in the market. We soon realized because you know, earlier we had built it only for grocery. But when we Mm -hmm. went in the market, we soon realized that hey, you know, like, no matter which shop we talk to, everyone just gets it, right? Like they just get this idea. Like if we go to a mobile sure. recharge store, they would understand this. If we go to a pan shop, a cigarette shop, they would understand it. We go to a tea shop, they understand it. We mm. go to a canteen, they understand it. Right? Like we go to a, a, a you know like a apparel store, everyone understands it because everyone is giving out credit to their customers. You know, like true sure. for for as a sales tool and you know keeping a track on a copy. Yep. Right. So everyone got it. So Mm -hmm. that is when we realized that, hey, while we built it for a category, it's actually works across all categories of business. The second thing, you know, like which we realized when we went out was, you know, like how, like earlier we were only going out to retailers, right?
1: But soon we realized
2: that even if we go to wholesalers or distributors, they also get it. Because again, their entire, Mm -hmm. like, especially their B2B businesses, more on credit than b2c right so they also get it and, hmm. and now we were only and 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 we were only going out in bangalore right and and we understood that you know like businesses of all category businesses across the supply chain businesses across geographies because you know like some of our mm-hmm. uh merchants in bangalore like were rajasthani people Right, like who had come right. to, from Rajasthan and you we were doing business in Bangalore. And we saw that they were referring to the app to their friends in Rajasthan hmm. who were then calling us because like we didn't have a sign up. So the app was not on Play Store. Got it. Right. Got and it. we would just Got go it. to the people, right? Like we would uh, share the APK with them through an app, like share it or, you know, some APK sharing application. Right. And they, and then mm-hmm. we would create an account for them, you know, right there from our system, give them the passwords and then, uh, you know, like they, they can change the password, etc. And then, you know, like use that system. So what we saw hmm. was that suddenly, you know, like this APK sharing started happening itself and we started getting a lot, lot of phone calls that hey, you know, I can't find your app on Play Store. I got it from an APK. How do I create an account? and then hmm. you know we were just creating accounts on phone right and when and, and and when people call you you know they want to talk for a good 30 minutes right like they'll ask you everything then where are you from why are you doing this why is this free you know what is the privacy hmm. policy will you share it with a tax department hmm. you know like how do we know if you'd run away tomorrow and you know everything they want to know everything about you so and and soon it yeah. got to the point where I was mm-hmm. taking calls, you know, from morning to evening, right? I was waking up mm-hmm. to the phone call, hey, account, you know, create an account, and I would sleep with, you know, at the end by creating an account. And, we re- and, and this was the time when I realized that, you know, we are not doing anything. We are not even going out and just creating accounts full day. And there's so much demand that is coming from all across, right? All types mm-hmm. of businesses, you know, all across India. And
0: mm-hmm. that's when mm-hmm. we realized
2: that, hey, you know, like, probably we should stop this. We should, uh, you know, release the app on Play Store, make a self-registration process where people can get yeah. their own accounts. And, 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 and that's when we launched it on Play Store. And the day we launched, like, we got such a high, you know, like, downloads and, you know, people, you know, trying to, you know, like, use OKCredit from all over the country. Uh, so that that is the day mm. which I remember, right? When I felt that hey, this is something which we have built, which is in such high demand, and you know, people across want to use it. They're just sharing APKs even if there's no app on Play Store.
1: Wow, I mean that's a that's a amazing story in itself, right? <laughs> because it really shows the the validation of yeah. the journey, and I think um, nothing more satisfying for a founder than that, yeah. right? So. <laughs> amazing so what's your revenue model like harsh so i mean um how do you really make money in, in this whole process sure, sure.
2: so we are a pre-revenue company joseph and uh right Got now it. we do not uh make any revenue like our thesis has been to not charge for software uh because again you Got know it. like uh like we believe that software should be free right like uh for businesses to use uh like our like our Belief is that you know, like in the future, we will be able to you know provide more such value-added services on top of the software which we have built, which uh, we mm-hmm. will monetize. But uh, yeah, absolutely get
1: it. So I think it's it's right now the whole idea is to about get as much adoption as possible so that it works, and you also have a philosophy that it shouldn't be charged, right? So I totally understand that. Mm-hmm. Great. So um, very quickly, um, I do see that you raised money. You raised uh, a Series B. Yeah. right so what is the process like and what cap did you use and i asked this question for two reasons one is to encourage uh, younger founders mm-hmm. um, and the other is to basically understand what your journey has been
2: um the process right like see for yeah.
1: us yeah
2: uh, i think our first institute like again so the process for us was like to get our first investment our seed investment was Again, there's mm-hmm. a story behind it. There's so many stories, right. but. Um...
1: Absolutely. I love <laughs> stories. Please feel free. <laughs> yep.
2: Yeah. So, you know, like I was telling you about this APK sharing and, you know, how we launched it on Play Store and how we then instantly got, you know, like a great reception. And uh, coincidentally, that's also a time when we started running out of money because, you know, like we didn't mm-hmm. do jobs for long and, uh, you know, like we are just. Using some of the money that we have saved, you know, like earlier, and you know, some of the money we earned from our side hustles of software development. Uh, right. But uh, you know, so th- this was a time when we saw this huge demand. You know, our servers were uh, exploding. You know, like we were sending out sms's and uh, like we didn't have a lot of money left, right? So at that time, mm. we had this decision of you know whether. Uh, you know, we should stay in our house because we have money either to pay rent or to, uh, you know, like, keep running our servers. And um, at that time, you know, like, uh, so, like, I had this good friend, like, uh, so, Fareed uh, from ShareChat, right? Like, ShareChat has recently Mm -hmm. became a unicorn Mm -hmm. um, in India. And so, I asked him that, hey, you know, like, we're running out of money. Is there a way we can live in your office? Uh, Because we don't have money to pay rent. And he generously wow. agreed, right? So, like, we, wow. the three of us, like, we took three sleeping bags. We lived in ShareChat's office 24-7 for practically three months. You know, we, wow. we had showers in their washroom. We, you know, <laughs> ate free lunch, you know, which was for their employees. And, uh, wow. and, and uh, but, but, so, while we lived there, right, and we could save money uh, to, you know, like, run our server, uh, you know, like... Uh, that is like during this time uh farid introduced us to lightspeed right like which was one of their uh series a investors uh so mm-hmm. that is uh you know like uh again like uh the, they farid would have felt that you know there's something going on he would have seen you know the honesty which we were working um True. so he introduced us to those investors you know they they also liked what they saw and uh yeah, like they invested in us. So I think that was the major, uh, you know, like step for us to get institutional mm-hmm. funding because after that, you know, it's more like a process where, you know, you already sure. have an institutional fund. You know, they would then introduce you to other funds. And True. Uh, so I think that, so like post us seed, you know, the series and series, we have all been, you know, introductions that we have got from our fund or, you know, like, People reaching out to us from the PR that we do.
1: Absolutely. So, what does the future look like for, um, you know, OK Credit, and where are you heading
2: right now, Harsh? Uh, so, like, uh, so the future, again, as, as I told in the starting, right? Like we have started with democratizing software for small businesses, right? right where right. now everyone have access to software. Uh, and of course like we are on our way to building more and more of that so, like with ok credit now we have ok shop we have ok staff mm-hmm. and there's more mm-hmm. coming in the pipeline so the idea is to you know like democratize software like which was our first step and then the second step right. would be to democratize other uh, services right like for these micro businesses mm-hmm. you know like financial services being one uh, e-commerce mm-hmm being the other so there's you know like w- what we believe as a company right like is that you know digital economy is booming you know it's growing very fast but majority of the unorganized businesses can't uh, you know like make benefit out of it and and there are two major barriers for that right one is ease of use of technology right mm-hmm. and, and the second mm-hmm. is affordability Because technology is available, right? Technology is available, you know, all the big businesses are using it, but but it's not available in an easy-to-use manner, or it's not available in an affordable manner. So our mission as a company is to, you know, like, break those two barriers by, you Mm -hmm. know, making technology so easy to use that, you know, any micro-business can adopt it, and in such an affordable manner, again, that, you know, like, these businesses can afford it, and become part of the growing digital economy.
1: So, awesome. Yep. So you're saying something.
2: No, so, so that's what, so basically what I'm saying is like the first step has been, you know, like to democratize software. The uh, next yep. step is now to democratize these other, uh, services, you know, like th- that are still not available to these micro businesses, financial services, e-commerce enablement, uh, a lot of them.
1: Awesome. I mean that that's that's gonna like create a whole ecosystem in itself, right? Yeah. So I mean great,
0: we, we great call it pathway the, we, there.
1: Yeah, we call it
2: the OK universe.
1: <laughs> oh nice. That's really nice to know. Okay universe. Yep. I mean great. Um so awesome. And a very quick question here is that um I mean if you had to compare um when you when you're starting <laughs> and right now, <laughs> uh what are the How has the challenge, you know, changed for you, right? Um, So, just a little bit on that Hmm. and how are you solving those challenges, right? Again, it's to encourage the young founders out there.
2: Uh, Again, you know, like, see, when we started, uh, it was the three of us and, you know, like, it it was more about playing the maker role, Hmm. right? Where, uh, you know, like, we are building stuff ourselves and uh, we we are makers, Right. Mm -hmm. As the Mm -hmm. company has grown, you know, like we have had to transform into a leader or a, you know, like manager, like different terms, different meanings, but, you know, like basically that role, right? Like not a maker role forefront. So that transformation for us has, you know, like has had its own learning curve because again, we are first time founders. We graduated so, from college in 2014. Like, we do not have a lot of leadership experience behind us uh, that hmm. we have led large teams, etc. But uh, during this time, you know, like how to build this 100 people company, how to, you know, like transform yourself into a leader rather than a maker and how to align everyone on that same mission. And, you know, like that, that's been, you know, like a major challenge and a learning curve for us. Uh, which which again you know like we have, we have learned over time
1: absolutely so let's do a quick rapid fire here harsh right so harsh. um the first question is is there a book you're reading or a blog you're reading that you can share with our audience uh
2: um, yes like one like i really like these blogs from nfx.com okay right like yep. uh, they, they talk uh, very deeply about you know how to build network effects in your business how to build communities Uh, which Mm -hmm. I think is very important for young founders to understand because like, that is the uh, one major form of defensibility uh, that you can build for your business, right? While everyone talks about growth, I think it's important Mm -hmm. to understand how to build defensible growth, right? Um, So, like, I I really love uh, these articles from nfx.com and encourage people to read it.
1: Awesome. And the second question very quickly is is there a CEO or a leader you're following?
2: And why? Uh, yes. So 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 many of them. I I'm I'm really inspired by Jack Dorsey, right? Like uh
0: mm-hmm.
2: because of Square, right? Like which mm-hmm. has a very similar mission as to us. Uh, you know, like where again they're making uh, it simpler for micro businesses to, you know, become tech, uh, adopt technology. Uh, the second is again, you know, Jack Ma uh, because, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like of Alibaba and again, you know, like a very similar right. mission of uh, you know, like basically making technology accessible for everyone and, you know, like uh, for, for the small businesses. So yeah, these, cool. these are two founders that I really look. Up to and you know like admire what they have done and you know follow them.
1: Awesome. Question number three coming straight to you. What's your favorite online tool right now?
2: Uh, okay. So cool I, I we, we, <laughs> okay my <laughs> so we you know one of the uh, tools that we have used within our organization and really loved recently is Bubble. Right. So Bubble mm-hmm. is this no code uh, platform which makes it really easy for you to experiment with your users. Right and mm-hmm. uh, we, we have been using it you know like the ability it, it has actually converted our product managers into superman right like because now they do not need any engineers etc to you know build extra mm-hmm. products and they if, if there's anything they feel they should test they can just do it themselves uh, so that saves us a lot right. of engineering bandwidth and you know like gives more capability to our product managers to do experiments
1: Hey, that's really nice. And question number four is, how many hours of sleep do you get?
2: Oh, I, every I, night? Sleep well. I sleep <laughs> well. I sleep six, seven hours a night like, easily. Sometimes and even more. Was this the same in the early stages, well? Yeah, I think, like, see, like, I have always loved my sleep. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. a, um, and I think sleep is very important, right? Like if, if you're playing for the long term, uh, of course, you know, there are days, you know, like when if, if things are tough and if it's required, you know, like we can do all-nighters, we can do night outs. Like, of course, you know, like we, we have been trained for that in college. <laughs> so mm-hmm. all of that is done. But, you know, like I still believe that in the long term, uh, if, if you have to not burn out and, you know, like play the long-term game, then sleep is actual sleep. Your health, what you eat, all of these things are very, very important
1: absolutely i mean there's no denial about that right so the last question in situation you're married single uh, what's single. your situation I'm like Single,
2: not you're married, single. Single.
1: okay, okay. <laughs> awesome and the last question for you uh you know as we come to our wrap right what's mm-hmm. it something that you wish you knew when we, you were just 20 years old go if you had to go back in time and and talk to that harsh <laughs>
2: that that's <laughs> so many things right like i i wish i knew you know like uh how these tech startups are you know like going to you know be such a big thing you know like such like a growing industry because you know like i've always had in my mind that i wanted to do a business right i wanted to do be an entrepreneur, right? Like, even when I was in college. So, I never wanted to do a job. Uh, but at mm. that time, I didn't have this, uh, you know, like, my mind wo- When I thought of business, I always thought of a traditional business, of, you know, all the business that were running around in family, in friends, et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, you right. know, like, when, uh, like, this exposure to, you know, like, how start about two startups uh, was... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like uh, late, and if I were twenty, right. uh, I would want that exposure to startups, uh, so that you know, like I I would have learned even more uh, in my initial years about startups.
1: Awesome, Harsh. I mean, it was really nice interacting with you, and there were a lot of interesting uh, learning points as well, right? So for me, it was more about the stories that connected very deeply with me. Um, so the, the first story that really connected with me very deeply is that how Y Combinator came and changed your life in terms of mm-hmm. learning about how, how startups really work, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, that was like a game changer. Yeah. Uh, the other other thing that, that, that really changed was, you know, solving for that one user. Mm-hmm. I mean, learning from that and solving it for one yeah. user. And food choice. I mean, I can't forget food <laughs> choice now, right? Uh, yeah. And also, uh, you know, from there, looking at building something that users really love and you had both the viral effects there and the network effects there Mm -hmm. and as well um, what I loved the whole story was the story of you know people sharing you know the APKs and (laughs) downloading stuff and then the demand just surged for you right so I mean lovely lovely story and that whole validation that came you know from there also loved the way you shared about keeping your team lean yeah. because, you know, the way your business model really works. Mm. also loved the way you, you spoke about software being free, right? Mm. So a lot of times I think um, when founders go ahead and build, I mean, they, they struggle because they struggle uh, since they have to really, like, um, get some money for runway mm. and then mm. resort to charging for the software. But I love yeah. what you shared uh, in terms of, you know, value-based pricing and having some value-added services mm. that, that, that could actually, like, Bringing the revenue, right? Yeah. Um. And also, yeah. love the way you spoke about. I mean, I can't like get that off my mind. You, you, know, you you being, um, you know, together as a team in the early days, taking your sleeping bags, going to, <laughs> you know, your friend's office, sleeping there for three months. I mean, man, that's a journey in itself, right? Yeah. I mean, a great Take journey it. in itself. Yeah.
2: Yep. Yeah. So that was and, what convinced me that you know, like we are cockroaches. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's very difficult to kill us. <laughs> you know like See, we yeah. can adapt to you know like whatever the situation is like
0: mm. so
2: true i mean it's, it's, it's the
1: adaptability there right and i love the way actually you 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 really spelled the challenge of you know the, the transition from being a maker to a leader or a manager right so yeah. it's, a, it's a serious transition mm. a challenging transition mm. lovely chatting with you harsh i mean a lot of pointers out there uh so looking forward to staying connected and wishing all the very best uh you know, for OK Credit and have a great, great success
2: ahead. Thank you, Joseph. And all the best to you as well. Uh, you know, look forward to staying touch.
1: Thank you. Take care. You have a great, great, great day ahead. Take
0: care. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye. Thank you. That's all for today, folks. Thank you for tuning into the SAS Universe podcast. And remember, if you're looking for non-dilutive capital to help grow your business, Efficient Capital Labs is here to help. With their unique approach, you can receive up to 75% of your projected revenue as upfront capital, and all within just three days. So don't wait. Head to www.ecaplabs.com to learn more and get started today. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time on the show.